You have clicked that pile of audio gold known as the Half-Assed Podcast. And now, here's a person to say something. Just watching uh, this thing called like Finding Hitler. It's pretty interesting. Oh, uh, the, is that the History Channel one? No, that was Hunting Hitler. The History Channel one. Yeah, it was like something like that. That one was the amazing. South America? Though. Yeah, like a they Bavarian have... village in Argentina is all German. Yeah, there's a couple like, of them. A known thing that it's yeah. all Nazis. It's like, what? There was full Nazi towns this? down there. Hell yeah, they had all that infrastructure set up before the war. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they weaseled their way into government in some of these countries. and Oh, know, they, like, run half of it. Yeah, I mean, the, the I said the History Channel one, they get former FBI agents and dudes to track yeah. this shit down. Like, the stuff they find is amazing. <clears throat> like, by the end, it's not like a question of if Hitler got out. They're like, no, yeah. he, he got out. It's not even no. a matter of if. Yeah, the... <laughs> It's like you can literally go to Google, put in Bavarian Village, and it's like Nazi German town in Argentina. It's like, what? Yeah, they still have some. I can't remember the name of the place, but there's a place down there that still now has barbed wire and cameras up. And if you go down there and (laughs) try to get past their fence, someone will come out and greet you. When he went there, like, he's like, it's weird. Like, you. He's like, I went there and it was like, he, it's like you're walking into 1940s, like right. barbershop, <laughs> all Germans. He's like, it's like you're going back in time. It's so weird. Yeah. And they, they go around and find all the infrastructure, like uh, some Nazi that went over there was running like a bicycle factory. Well, all you have to do is change your tools for metal machining to munitions. And basically all they had to do was flip a switch and. They weren't making bikes. They were making weapons. Yeah, it's also called Colonial Dignidad. That's the one. Colonial Dignidad. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's Bavarian Village. Yeah, that's still got barbed wire and shit up. Oh, I guess it's in Chile. I thought it was in Argentina. But yeah, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. I was reading it. I was like, what the hell? Creepy. Like, what did they say for a while? A dude there was basically like, they almost had like a cult there. You can go there, actually. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> but no, he said he went there and like there's still like like the people there like are proud, like they bring out their like you know grandpa's war medals and shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Just amazing though, because uh, that was like the first season of Hunting Hitler. They had to go find actual ways that he could have gotten out. And- yeah, that's um. That's got to be the show I'm talking. But uh, it must be, yeah. the The host was actually a UFC fighter. That's how I got into it. Oh, okay. He was like a army guy. The Green Beret dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was cool as hell on that. They, yeah, oh, he's, he's the awesome. one that gets I booted. Love that dude, he gets booted out of Colonial Dignidad for poking around in spots he's not supposed to be in. Oh, uh, Tim Kennedy. Okay. Yep. That's his name. Yeah, he's really good in that. Yeah, he's like he was like a legit top ten fighter. You know that. Oh, no shit. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, they, uh, when they give his bona fides at the bottom of the screen, it's, uh, I think, former Green Beret. I think that's what they put on him. Yeah. And then went to the UFC. Did not. He's like one of those guys that just like challenge. He's like one of those dudes that just challenges himself all the time, you know? Right. Like, hey, Tim, we're going to send the boat out to the island. He's like, no, I'm going to fucking get a wetsuit and swim there. 
Yeah. No, there's a dock and we can just drop you right. Yeah. No, I'm going to swim it. And then I'm going to like fight some uh, fight, a giant fish on my way to the shore. I'm going to make this, make this tougher than it needs to be. He's the guy that's like, we're going to go camp at this lake. He's like, I'm going to bike there for two days. And then, <laughs> then I'm going to camp with you guys. It's like, like okay. uh, the last three miles, I'm going to get off the road and I'm going to approach through the forest with machete. So I have to use my compass to figure out exactly what site you're at. It's like, yeah, I got about halfway. <laughs> I had to kill a black bear with my bare hands. <laughs> like, I couldn't help it. He was encroaching. It was the only thing to do in that situation. <laughs> those like navy seal dudes yeah that's like one of those things i wanted to be when i was a little kid yeah and then you realize then you quickly realize like no i'm not i'm not doing that yeah when i was like in kindergarten i was all about (coughs) green beret and i'm gonna i think jump on airplanes wait is that still the thing yeah i i was like that when i was like you know in elementary you know so, but I was still I'm going to be a like, SWAT team guy. You know? <laughs> that was like early 80s for me, though. So it was still like that element of, you know, the Cold War was going on. Like we didn't like the Russians. So it was like still this ultra cool thing. Like, yeah, right. I'm joining the army. Mom's and like, then, seriously? No, you ain't doing that. Yeah. Like wanting to be like a paratrooper. And then like, as you get older, you're like, oh, you jump out of the plane and you're just oh target floating in the air for 20 minutes <laughs> right yeah totally That's wanted to fun. do that then i had some army dude scream in my face at like four year old four years old and give me ptsd and was like nope i am out on this army shit i could never take those dudes seriously i couldn't do it i couldn't keep a straight face with that no the order you get you're really like nah i'm the guy that can't shut his mouth that's that's not that's well, it's just, not what you want to be yeah, going. Into. Exactly. I'd be like that. I'd be like, I, cause you know, that person doesn't even want to do that. No, no. And it's it's like, like deep down. You're just like, you're I playing can't. like a stupid game. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I know you're in charge. So I got to listen to you. Tell me that you're in charge to prove that you're in charge and that I know that you're in charge. Okay. And 20 minutes later, you're fucking cracking jokes and wanting to drink beer. <laughs> But I will say, I've seen like a lot of clips of like the Russian and Ukrainian army. Holy shit, do they suck? <laughs> they have they're so unorganized. Like their they, infantry, the they Russians have no lost clue. like their fourteenth general today or some shit. They have no clue what they're doing on both sides. Well, I was watching one the other day. It was uh, some Russian. I don't know, not a mortar. I don't know what kind of missile or whatever they fired yeah. at a city. And the guys basically narrating, going, well, you know, here's what we're doing. We're going to load this up. We're going to aim this over here. And and as he's narrating, within like uh, 45 seconds, fucking rocket comes in and blows the fucking thing up behind him. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. When your propaganda video goes sadly wrong. Oh, I've seen some crazy stuff on Reddit. Oh, I bet. I mean, just in the beginning oh. when that dude was just driving down the line of fucking Russian military talking shit to him. Oh, man. It was like, wow. But, yeah. And it's like, oh, like, I realized that like one of our like trained squads could take out like 20 of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> They're like laying behind a car thinking it's going to stop bullets. It's like, yeah, this isn't right. a video game. Like a 22 will go through a car, dude. <laughs> right. 
It's like, uh, that's not how real life works. Oh, I didn't. None of their like camo matches. It's all just like, <laughs> it's like, oh, it's I like, see what's sh- happening here. Like the the NFL when they do the uh, the camouflage colors for that couple weeks there. Oh, yeah. All Patriots gear, something nice and ironic. Shit in my tapper. That's fucking gross. Getting sludge. I forgot. I've got those little blue things that you put in with a brush, and I forgot to do it. What do you mean, blue things with a brush? They're these uh, little blue uh, handles, and they've got a wire brush on the end of them, and you stick them up the tapper after you're done pouring a beer. Oh, okay. Throw yeah, so kind of thing. Yeah, I I was at I don't know how long ago. I was at the Copper Dome and I saw they had them on their taps. And I'm like, hey, what the fuck is that? Like, give me. She went to the drawer and got the thing. <laughs> I took a picture of the box. Like, I'm going to Amazon. I'm getting those. Yeah, I suppose if you just let it sit there, it'd probably like drip slowly. Well, beer and really bad when I do the sodas. I mean, you'll have. Like oh yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, like anything that sugar, they'll come oh, around there. Oh, I didn't even so, think about that. Yeah, so you know, you know, fruit they get flies like fruit flies. Shit. Yeah, so this is nice. It keeps them out of there. The little brush keeps the line from building shit up because you're putting it every time you you pour one. Basically, you're yeah. brushing it. So they'll just keep a little one there to pour out a little bit from the line, and you know, like kind of wash that out, but. But yeah, I, they're, they're really, really helpful. I haven't had to worry about bugs or anything at all since I've gotten them. Oh, man. That just brings up bad memories of like you clean your whole place and you can't figure out why you have fruit flies. <laughs> and you're like, you find like some like piece of cheese in like the back cupboard somehow. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've cleaned my whole apartment. What the hell are these bugs coming from? I kept getting flies down here and finally I got so sick of it. I went through and out of my cases of bottles, there was like one bottle that must've had something left in the bottom. And, yep. uh, Oh, it's always it was, something little. Yeah. There's one bottle out of, I said, there's probably six or eight cases of empties washed, sanitized and boxed waiting for action and must've missed one. It was not pleasant. Yeah. I think the one time that happened to me, it was like, uh, a potato like it must have like rolled oh, off when i was like are, cutting them there was just uh, like one in the back i was like how where the fuck are these flies coming from those are terrible a rotten potato is oh yeah fuck they start like growing <laughs> like, what? right like i had a little more dirt down here that fucking thing would have took mushrooms coming out <laughs> just crazy shit yeah, I got, uh, well, I, I transferred everything last week. So <clears throat> I figure it's about next Saturday. Um, fi- I'm ready to dump these out and keg them. I think, how well, much? I'll do the rhubarb right away. But it will oh. feel, How much like is your like uh, keg thing? Like the, the keg is five. Okay. The rhubarb's probably got closer to six gallons. And generally what I wind up doing is I siphon that last gallon gets a little sludgy. That's what I figured. Yeah. So, yeah. I usually siphon that off into a one gallon glass jug and let that shit settle. And I yep. usually throw in a little bit. I dry hop it a little bit. 
throw a couple more hops in there, let it sit till it filters out. And it's like, I don't know, close to a six pack. I don't think it's quite that many beers, maybe five, whatever it is, but I was going to say, you could always, what I was thinking is, yeah, once you get towards the bottom, it's going to be all sludgy. So you can take a gallon away out of that. Right. And then, then you're basically pouring it all off before you get anywhere near the sludgy stuff. Like you can kind of do it without stirring it up, but at a certain point, it gets mixed in. So yeah, yeah. There's nothing I mean, you can really do. Yeah, I mean, especially considering, and I think next year when I do rhubarb, I'm going to do a little bit different. I'm just going to boil the rhubarb and strain all of that bullshit out before I even get to the beer making phase. Yeah, as it's there's so much crap. Um, but I, I transfer it over. So I left a lot of that behind, but you can already tell, I mean, this thing, it's still filtering out. Like it might take till next week to really get all that shit settled back to the bottom. Do you get a lot of like stuff on the bottom when you do that stuff? Uh, or does it, it just depend on the type of beer? Yeah, that's a lot of it. Um, and how you do it. Like I've got these uh, like plastic mesh bags that are really fine. So I can filter yeah. a lot of the shit out, but but some of it always gets through. I mean, and sometimes you're making a beer where you want that left in, like especially yeah, yeah. the wheats. Um, yeah, I was but, gonna say like Blue Moon's like milky and stuff, right. like. But that wheat. too, a lot of that will settle to the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, so yeah. If, yeah. If you don't swirl the last little bit, um, you can get a really clear. <laughs> blue moon well not clear oh but. you can yeah if you let them like sit in one spot for sure yeah so that's i was either roll the bottle slowly before opening or swirl the last little bit in the bottom and re re emerge that wheat will wheat <laughs> why are you saying it like that saying like what <laughs> that's a classic just, just saying it the way it is bro that is a classic. I haven't watched Family Guy in forever now that I think about it. It's funny. Family Guy is one of those things where I watch it when I'm in a hotel. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Okay. And you forget how funny it is. Well, and it's like you flip through everything and you realize that, wow, Family Guy is by far the, be- the best thing on here. Cable sucks ass. <laughs> yeah. And even American Dad, which I was never huge on, but it's. It's, yeah, it's solid. I was never a big guy, big on that either. I mean, it's all right though. I think Roger, I love the alien. Yep. Oh, pecan Sandies. He kind of makes it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you never get like any anytime there's an alien in any type of show like that. Even you know going back to Alf or whatever else, they're always hiding the alien. It's like they they never are out interacting, and it's it's just such an un untapped market for them to get into yeah like really they throw a wig on him and it's like nobody notices it's no one notices yeah i love that about (laughs) just does whatever he wants and they gave him that weird voice too yeah there was who is that some some old like 70s celebrity that they basically just ripped off and made him an alien i can't remember paul linder i don't know who the fuck it was but yeah it's essentially a, a knockoff I love, uh, you ever hear that story about how Mike Judge came up with Boomhauer? No. <laughs> he was on like Conan or whatever. He's like, some guy called me. He's like, clearly from the South. He like left me a voicemail. 
He's like, I don't know what you put on TV, but fucking Porky's butthole. He didn't even know the actual name of it. And he's just fucking yelling in like a Southern accent that didn't make sense. So he's like, oh, I'm just going to turn this guy into an actual character on the show he hates. Hey, man, dang old internet there, man. Get online. I think everyone knows that dude who's just like, he's always gets women, but you don't understand how. It just, yeah. You're like, how? Like, I know you. Yeah, you don't right. make any sense. You are a piece of shit. Like, yeah, why I know does exactly anybody? How you act. <laughs> I'm not sure why people talk to you, let alone how you ever get somebody to go out with you. It's amazing. Oh yeah, I know a few of those. But then again, that's just the the argument for shooting your shot. Those guys are just generally unapologetically. Yeah, out they there don't doing... care if right. they get like rejected. Well, I talked to a buddy of mine. And he was, I can't remember how we got onto it, but he showed me like his ID and he must've been at like 30, 40 pounds difference. Like his face was just gigantic. I was like, Holy fuck, dude. And you know, I wasn't around here for that. <laughs> like, yeah. wow. I missed this whole gigantic phase of yours. And he's like, and you know what? That's when I did the best with women out of my entire life. Like, are you shitting me? He's like, yeah. Cause I just didn't care. Like, yeah. I figured I didn't have a shot. So I was like, what the fuck? I'll just say whatever and, you know, go talk to him and be like, what's up? Oh, I've and done it like, a few it, times. It worked. At the end of, it, it, sometimes you get, you get a little brave at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've said some wild shit to women at the end of the night on Bar Street. <laughs> that was never my gig. I was always, I was terrible at that. Oh, me either. I'm, I just say, well, it's girls I know already. That's oh, the thing. okay. Yeah. It's like, like, I've never like pulled a girl that I just like met that night, really. Well, in the bars I hung out with were uh, at were more like local towny bars with people yeah. who were, you know, older than me right now. Yeah. So it, it that's wasn't really, how I did. Yeah, that's where I hang out. Too, it wasn't really, really the place to go if you're looking to pull uh, some numbers. Uh, but I remember one time we had this lady there and she was, you know, probably mid late 40s she was good looking whatever um and she had this long ass hair so i don't know it's me and her and the bartender sitting there and somehow we get onto a thing where me and the bartender are like taking turns practicing braiding her hair (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like on like a tuesday night so i'm like well fuck this i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna go get baked so I walk a block back to my house, smoke an entire bowl to myself. And I'm like, oh, man, I fucking reek. So I spray on some shitty cologne and go back to the bar. And from then on, this chick is convinced that I'm trying to bang her. <laughs> like, oh, Bob, he went home and put on cologne. He's like, yeah, oh, no, one of those. Like, okay. no, no, lady. I, like, I smoked a bowl and I totally reek like low grade compressed weed. And I just, you know, thought maybe. Yeah. That's not what you want to smell like walking into a bar, but oh, that is the worst though. When like a girl like, yeah, is like thinking that and yeah. like trying to be like cocky about it. You're like, you have the <laughs> right. whole story wrong, right? It look, look, I touched your hair. That doesn't mean I'm like, uh, oh, I'm in, I'm in love with her now. I'm just, I'm gonna go home and put on my best dollar store cologne and see it. Ooh, right. what, what is that? Knockoff Dracar Noir? Like, ooh, man. Really went all out with like, lady, you're married. I'm not like, fuck. Like, I'm like 22 here. I don't. Sounds not... like she probably just wanted it to happen. Uh, I think she was just enjoying the attention. And oh, yeah. probably. I was like, Whatever. older women for sure. Yeah. 
And I just looked at Bob and it's like, I smoked a bowl, dude. <laughs> like, fuck, whatever. Next time I'm going to come back reeking like weed. I feel like I've had that happen a few times where it's like, they're so sure that you went and did something yeah. for them. It's exactly. just so awkward. Oh, I remember a, a chicken Madison did this. I, I said something. I can't, it was innocuous. Can't even remember what it was. And she was like, oh my God, you're totally in love with me. Dude, like, yes, you're right. But that's not because of the thing that. Yeah. They like, totally read the situation wrong. Right. Like it's everything else before that, that you somehow missed, but. Yes, right. Me saying that I will go move your car uh, or whatever. And like, sure, give me your keys. To be fair, it's like we talked about it before. Like, there's so many obvious signs that a girl's hinting at you. And then you like go away and you're like, holy shit, I missed all of that. Well, I was always so goddamn high. It was like, you were literally like 20 minutes later, you're driving home and it's like, oh, you're an idiot. You're you're a stupid fucking idiot. If you're not in like the frame of mind of like going out there to like look for that, right? You're just out there like chilling. Like they could throw you a hundred signs, and you're just like, yeah, cool. But every time I've picked up on those, I was entirely wrong. <laughs> it was oh, like, no, I'm I just really too. nice. Like you're thinking, oh, well, okay, well, this is cool, and then like, no, I don't know what what you're thinking. Like that, that's not what's happening here. Like, <laughs> but you literally call me every day now, like. Uh, okay oh that's some old school shit no one calls people like that anymore yeah that's someone calls me now i'm like who the fuck do you think you are fucking weirdo using the phone i think i've received like two phone calls over the past year (laughs) and they're all like like something with like oh your insurance your insurance agent like calls you like hey your thing didn't (laughs) go well that's what jonah was talking about he uh yeah i had some some work done on the house handyman, you know, I had to call him. We need this done. We need that done. And he says about a year or so later, I went through my phone, you know, it kind of sorts it by top contacts. And number one was this handyman, which meant this guy that I called like three times over a year ago was still, my phone's like, you guys are tight. Oh man. He's like, I thought about calling the fucking guy. I'm like, Hey, maybe the phone's right. Like maybe, Hey Carl, you remember you did some work at the house. I just thought I'd check in, see how it's going. You know, my phone says we're tight. The one, uh, the one that gets me is a Facebook messenger. When it puts people up who are active, like how, how they decide who they're putting, like in the top three that you can see. I was thinking about that the other day too. It kills me. It's like sometimes I'm they're not even on my friends list. I've noticed exactly. I'm looking like, who is this person? So I click and realize that I bought records from her in like the Walgreens parking lot, like three and a half years ago. Like what? Why? Why do you think I would want to talk to this lady? I've gotten everything from her that I need. Believe me. It's yeah. I thought it was super weird. I didn't notice it for a while, but I was like, this person, I'm not even friends with this person. Why are they on my active list? Yeah. Like, why do you put them in the top three? Like, there's been three or four times I've had to go research a person. And it's pretty much been somebody that I've either bought records from or sold records to, which I I don't understand. It's like, you know that I went through Marketplace. You know that (laughs) the entirety of our transactions was over this record deal like why are you putting them 
in there. We're like, what the fuck is happening here? You think I want to talk to her? I also noticed the other day, like I was around someone I never met before. And like, you know, just for a little while. (laughs) And like when I left, they were a suggested friend. I was like, oh, (laughs) right. So they just, you know, they were like, oh, you guys are around each other. Uh, What was it? Like Tuesday, mom came over and uh, we grilled out the house next door to her just went up for sale. So we were talking about the house and, you know, where she went and where the guy moved and blah, blah, blah. I start scrolling through uh, Twitter, I believe it is, and a targeted ad pops up and it's literally the place where this chick works. Yeah. I hold up the phone and I'm like, mom, look, she's like, what? Like, there she is. Like, what do you mean? There she is. Like, here's her talking the lady who we were just talking about. My phone just sent me an ad with a fucking video of her. Like, what is going on? Yeah. I was telling people at work that uh, we're going to Myrtle beach or whatever. Go on my phone. Two minutes later, it literally suggests the place we're staying at in Myrtle beach. (laughs) I was like, like, what? I think this is right in your wheelhouse. And then one day I was talking shit about how fucking Jeeps are expensive, like parts and stuff. And sure enough, it's like, you want to buy a Jeep? (laughs) No, I was talking shit about it. At least get that right. Yeah. Like, uh, nah, you mentioned it. And that's that's enough for us. That's enough for us to sell them that you're in their target demo. Yeah, it's very pretty crazy how fast it does it now yeah yeah like i said i understand you know when you're typing shit in you know if you were typing resorts yeah. in myrtle beach but if you're just talking about it and it shows up it's like I, I i read one guy on twitter who said your phone's not listening to you the example he used is that he stayed at his mom's for a week and she had a certain brand of toothpaste and pretty soon he started getting ads for it and he said, basically, the phone is going on the same network as hers. And it's basically picking up off of her cues and saying, oh, you you stayed here. You probably want this toothpaste that your mom uses because we saw her with that on this network. And so that he, makes sense a little bit. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, it's it's essentially. But like, what's the difference? I'm on data at work. Yeah. I'm not on like their network, you know, True. and it's still getting shit like that. But other phones that your phone is in proximity with. That's what I mean. Like, they're like, right. oh, you're near this person. Exactly. Like, you're close. So, yeah, it wouldn't be surprising if it started not only but does also, it suggest think, her as a friend, but then suggest her brand of it, mouthwash. Like, I think what it does is it like it'll target words of companies like Jeep is an easy one, you know? Right. You know, it's just like, <laughs> oh, he says Jeep a lot. Like <laughs> Or what you know, it just targets yeah. like a single word that it can target ads at you. Exactly. Like I said, there's just hearing the name is enough for them to sell. Go, hey, Jeep, this person, you want to buy an ad from us right at this person who clearly mentions your brand? Like, yeah, I said, I don't like it, but oh, but you said it. So that's good enough. Yeah, very. I don't know. That whole thing's, they say it doesn't, but yet. You know, Everyone feels, I feel like it's just everyone just agrees that it does. Basically, because I mean, like I said, what's the fucking difference? It's data collection, regardless of if it's yeah. 
direct audio. I said you're splitting hairs at that uh, point. They can listen to me talk. I don't give a shit. I, I it's worth the convenience of having a computer in my pocket. We're, what are they going to well, do? <laughs> look what we put out there anyway. It's not like there's all of a sudden they're going to know all the wide receiver fours on every team. And you know what I realized the other day? Tom Cruise is probably one of the most legendary stuntmen to, to ever live. Yeah, actually, I, just from a straight. Yeah, I never that, I never separated it like that before. That motherfucker. He does that all the helicopter shit. scene where he's flying through a canyon in a helicopter. He's like, you know what? This is one scene in the movie. I'll learn how to fly a helicopter at an elite level for 30 seconds of a movie. Right. It's worth doing it. So and then I can show my face. Have you seen where they strapped him to the side of an airplane and took off? Yeah. It was like, yeah. what the fuck? I mean, I honestly, as an actor, I don't like Tom Cruise at all. Oh, no. I, Tom He's Cruise just... is always playing Tom Cruise. Yeah. Forever. He's the same guy in every movie. But like you just said, as a stuntman, you, you, there is no denying it. I mean, acting... That's subjective. That's Although, taste. But have you seen of Edge of Tomorrow? Uh, no. That you might really. That one's his best movie for sure. Hmm. It's pretty cool. It's like Earth's getting invaded by aliens, hmm. and they're like go to war, and uh. he gets killed on the battlefield. But like when he dies, he killed like one of their like colonels, and the blood. It's like an alien race that can reverse time to learn your like like disadvantages so they can come in and kill you like uh, later it's interesting but like he huh. gets their ability i don't know it's very odd but it's hard to explain but it's awesome huh yeah i might actually check that out it's really fucking cool <clears throat> i'm assuming he's very cocky about it no no he dies a lot huh well that would be rather humbling this alien race like they invade you but they can like they come in and if they lose they reverse time and learn what you're gonna do. I don't know. It's very hard to explain. But okay, yeah. I mean, any anything with time travel is convoluted as fuck. Oh, so dude, you, you kind of have to ease your way into whatever their specific dude. brand of time travel rules are. Yeah, certain think about time travel. You just get fucked. Your brain just <laughs> fucked. That's why I loved uh, Austin Powers when. Basil exposition looks directly into the camera and referencing time travel conundrums and says, I suggest you just don't think about it and have fun. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> You're like, right. Time traveled. Fuck everything. I, I don't understand just from the, the standpoint of of how <laughs> would be how sweet to be like in the fucking Roman Coliseum, though, watch yeah. a dude fight a fucking lion in armor. I mean, even just a you know time travel from the standpoint of just being able to look back. Yeah, you know, you know if there's some kind of technology like with stars, you're basically seeing the light as it's traveling at you. So pretty much any star we're seeing in the sky is pretty much burned out how long ago, and the light's still just traveling here. So yeah. you know, with a telescope, you can look back through the beam of light or some yeah. such thing, and and see it. In the past. So I, I always wondered if there was a way you could do that, if they could ever figure that out. I mean, it wouldn't well, they were talking be time about travel. On that UFO Congress thing, they were talking about how like they think that maybe 
that those things that pop up could be us from the future just viewing ourselves. I was like, don't <laughs> fucking say that to me. You're going to mind fuck me. Yeah, because like, it's because I know I would do it. I'd go. I would do. Let's look at what I was doing. Let's look at how I wasted my life. But they were talking about like, like our I goddamn can, government's talking about this. Like I said, with the you know looking at, I mean, obviously, light travel in the vacuum of space is yeah. a simplified version. But yeah, but yeah, I can, it, it opens the door to where you could see a technology where you can literally look back well, and see a date, it? a time, Three a place. What is that called? That theory of relative it's like the faster you go the slower like time is oh right yeah which is very odd like thinking about that yeah the time like bends mind fuck yeah you like bending time just by going fast they say you right. like age slower but if it's an, an equation airplane. yeah yeah i guess true because you're going fast it's very interesting to think about that yeah that's definitely that's a, a heavier thinker and an easier one. I uh, was going to pitch. I pitched a segment, geographical differences. Like, you know, you watch a TV show and they want to reference a newspaper that is all ads. So they'll call it, you know, the penny shopper or the penny saver. And I, yeah. I want like, I want to know what everybody's is. Like, <laughs> what's that called where you are? I want all the specific local name of oh. the thing. I see what you're saying. And like regional gas stations. Like, I yep. like, let me hear this. Uh, but I thought for us, what might be a good segment to do would be tell me you're in Wisconsin without telling me you're in Wisconsin. It's a fucking tractor on the highway. <laughs> I, I went to the gas station this Friday and there was cheese curds sitting on the counter. I almost fucking died going around a corner on a back road and hit a cow. <laughs> I uh, was driving down a back road and uh, stumbled upon a bar where they were raffling off meat. Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's so Wisconsin. Yeah, gun raffles is that one too. <laughs> and another thing, a lot of people from like cities don't realize. I didn't think about it, but people buy their kids' guns when they're like ten. Yeah, they're like they're like, oh, that's his gun. But technically, they can't legally own it. But like, their parents are just like, yeah, I bought that for him. Yeah. It's like you have a gun when you're like ten around here. Exactly, that one's Junior's for when he's old enough to kill an animal. Because that's been like they always talk about like the shootings and stuff. They're like, how did that eighteen year? I'm like, around here, fucking, you're nine and you got a gun. Right, that one it might not have technically been his. Yeah. But I mean, they just buy it for you and it's in your house. Right. But it was his. Yeah. Pretty wild. People in cities have no concept of reality of like rural places. Well, that's what blew my mind going to Schomburg a couple weeks ago was that Schomburg's literally a 15 minute drive from downtown uh, Chicago, according to okay. according to the fucking phone. I didn't actually go. But our hotel said 15 minutes, fucking boom, downtown. But we were 10 minutes from cornfields. So I just didn't understand. Like, how are you this close to Chicago, but you're still this close to cornfields and ponds and fucking ducks coming through? Like, 
That's like Dude. a Midwest thing, I think. But it was so close because I was like, we can't almost be to the hotel. Like people have ponds in their front yards on these back highways. Yeah. And their yards are across the road from giant cornfields. Like I like, don't picture if that. You go to being... Florida, you're like Orlando, and then all of a sudden you're in a fucking jungle. Right. And then you're like, oh, now you're in Jacksonville. You're like, that was like 10 minutes. I saw like an alligator, like wild pigs. <laughs> I saw a python killing a baby. Feral hogs attack my baby. Those things are fucking vicious. Fended off the python that was also trying to eat my baby. Uh, yeah. I've been slamming Florida a lot in the podcast, apparently. Love slamming Florida. Oh, we ripped Jacksonville uh, on the pod I just put out yesterday with me and Jonah. What, like football team? Or just no, no, just Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I dropped my Duval, which was actually, it's actually pretty good now. Duval. I got a guy. Yeah. I got trained by a guy from Jacksonville. So he, he coached me through it. Now I, I got it. I was doing it uh, very wrong. I was doing it like an announcer. It oh took, yeah. You don't want to do the No, you want to do, second you wanna do down. it. You want to do it like a dude on the corner smoking cigs. Yeah. It's up and up. The yep. do is up and the vol is up. Yeah. Yeah. I was going do vol. That's, that's wrong. The all doesn't go down. You're not, you're not announcing somebody coming to the ring. It's up and up. Yeah, you just you're so used to that radio sh- like cuz you went to college for it. <laughs> right, cuz I want to say and now, coming down to the ring. You know, the second syllable's always down. Yeah, yeah. And introducing at 265 pounds. When I was a kid, it was the little handheld tape recorder. I always had one of those bastards with me. We're always recording little skits, you know. I was the one with the strap on the side. <laughs> but yeah, it was always recording some bullshit. And- yeah, I remember we had one of those video cameras with like the leather strap. Oh, see, so cool having with video the flip out then. video, the flip out like screen. Yeah. Well, we did. Mom ended up getting a camera after I moved out, but basically I'm the only one that used it. So there is a couple of really stupid things that we shot back in the day that are up on YouTube that are private. <laughs> oh, I should send you the link to a, to the one of them. The hunger oh. for hippos. <laughs> hunger for hippos. Yeah, it's basically, uh, it was right when that 70s show came out and they always had this shot where they were all getting high in the basement. Yep, yep. I know you, you're talking about. Yeah, I've watched never, all of that. You never saw anybody get high, but the camera would rotate around the circle and it would yeah, always be like all the, smoky. Right. It's like it was behind the bowl. So we wanted to do one of those. So we actually basically wrote this whole shitty little uh, 10 minute skit just so we had an excuse to shoot an around the circle rotating shot. It was, we pulled it off. It, it looks pretty good. Oh, that makes me want to do that. That's a genius. Dude, and I look like 16, so it'd be hilarious for you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun to recreate stuff like that. Yeah, I'd love to get those two guys back together and fucking do the same thing now. Oh, man. Yeah, it's But instead, make them eat like four edibles, so they're (laughs) basically fucking tripping balls. Well, basically, the whole premise of the skit is that we're out of weed. Like it opens with like, that's it. It's cashed. And then uh, 
Then the next one is a dude with a hairpin scraping res. (laughs) (laughs) Then a dude shows up and walks in and we instantly like, hey, you got anything? (laughs) And then out of his sock. (laughs) Right. And then we basically cut right to the after scene where we did the camera rotation. So that was that was it. The whole premise is we're trying to get a hold of our buddy so that we can borrow his hungry, hungry hippos game. (laughs) That's That's it. That's the whole thing. That is great. Yeah. Oh, I feel like getting high and playing that game would be amazing. Well, they say, and that was the whole premise because we were like, hey, let's, who's got one? Steve's got one. Call Steve. Like, ah, uh, Steve's at his dad's for the weekend. Like, shit. I'll How never do you play hippos. Last time I went to Florida, we went to like an art, me and my brother went to an arcade thing all fucked up. And uh, they had like game where you like box each other with those dudes and you knock the head up. Oh yeah, yeah. But they the were rock'em, it was really robots. big. It was really giant. That is awesome. We were fucking into it. Oh, we I were bet. Going hard, arcades and being fucked up is an underrated thing. True. I wish we had something like that around here. Well, I love that one in Davenport, but I always forget to bring my goddamn extra tokens. I'm like two years old now. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad doesn't want to play me in simulation golf. He gets pissed because I can beat him in it. <laughs> this thing, this thing isn't reading him right. He's like, as soon as we got back, he got a fucking birdie on Pebble Beach. <laughs> He's all pissed <laughs> off. This is bullshit. It's broken. Yeah. Those things are pretty cool, though. Yeah, I do. It's it's amazing what you can do with the the ball reader. Yeah, and you can try out my VR. I thought Any that course. shit was bullshit. You do feel like you're there. It makes yeah. your like the it makes you feel off balance. No, like my VR, I have like VR set oh, up on you my got one? gaming PC. Yeah. Nice. With like the headset and stuff. It's it's weird. That would like, be it, weird. I thought it was bullshit. Like, ah, you're just gonna feel like you're standing in a room with a headset. Like it does exactly. make you it tricks your brain into thinking you're there. It's weird. Well, I've seen a couple of videos of people that are clearly <laughs> clearly very immersed yeah there's one where you can like fly through the galaxy oh. and it, it literally feels like you're not standing when oh. you are it's really weird dude i did one of those oh my god Statue. i'm gonna have to call for a statute of limitations theater again and now the half-assed podcast proudly presents statute of limitations theater featuring a story 25 years in the making the Great America debacle. But we went to uh, Great America some number of years ago. Um, a few, four of us went down uh, with various kinds of, of LSD. I was just about to say psychedelics. <laughs> yeah. So we, we pull up to Great America and I'm looking around and I can't find mine. So I'm panicked. And my buddy's like, well, don't worry. Take half of mine. We'll figure it out later, whatever. So I take half of his. Um, not 40 seconds later, I'm like, oh, dude, here's mine. Well, why don't you take half of mine then? And then I'll take the other half. So, um, <laughs> so I'm not to, to get to the point of that. I'm not exactly sure to this day, how many that was, but it was a lot too much. Very, very much. Um, so we went in, we rode on a roller coaster, which was great. And then my buddy, um, 
is like, Hey, let's go on this, this ride over here. And it's one of those, you're like in a giant, like a Viking longboat, and it's swing you back. and Oh, forth. that fucking thing. Yeah. So I, I know exactly at, what you're talking about. I'm like, dude, I, I can't, I can't do that. You're in over your head. And he's like, no, 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 you can, because it's mind over matter. And if you think you can ride this, you know, as, as fucking tripping balls as you are with all this acid, you can do it. Like you, it'll, you're going to, you'll be able to do it forever after this. Like you're going to break. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you're right. I just have to believe that <laughs> I don't get Steve Harvey motivational speaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's like, no, I just got to believe that I can ride this and then I can ride it. And he's like, dude, you're right. Let's do it. So we get in, we're sitting there. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm talking myself into it, but I'm not believing it. Um, so I'm starting <laughs> the confidence. Is I'm not believing it. No, I'm like, I can do it. And, you know, and, and then at that point is when I realized just saying it doesn't make it so. Um, but then you're too deep. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to get off, I got to get off now. <laughs> and once you thought that it's already over. So the guy comes in and he clips me in and instantly I feel constricted. I'm like hyperventilating, having trouble breathing. I'm like, oh God, oh shit. Oh God. Well, at this point, um, we're in like the second row of seats and every row of seating behind us happens to be filled with um, an inner city gospel choir. Oh, that is that's something out of a goddamn movie. They all break out into song. No, this gospel choir singing and clapping as I'm shaking my harness and yelling at the carny. You got to let me out of here. You got to let me out of here. You got to let me out. You got to let me, you got to let me out of the ride. I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get out. He can't hear me because there's an entire gospel choir clapping and singing behind me. And he starts the fucking ride up. Oh no. And it's, you just feel the tension build because I already know it's over. I know it. I can feel it. Like that confidence that I tried to talk myself into doesn't exist, but the negativity is very real and very strong. Oh, when that happens, when you're on that stuff done, as soon as the negativity starts going, creeping in, it's over. Like you said, if you think it, you can do it. Yeah. Well, if you think you can't do it, you definitely can't fucking do it. And, and, and it crept into my thoughts and that was, that was it. We started going back and forth and as we're swinging, I'm yelling at the carney. Oh, and you got to, you got to stop. You got to let me off. You got to let me off. And I don't know if he can't hear me or if he thinks it's funny because there's dudes like this all the time, but we start swinging. We get all the way up and we start swinging back. And I'm just like, Oh my God, here it goes. We get to this, the pinnacle, the top of the fucking swing. And I launch oh, fucking puke straight up into the air. Like I can see it going up and then it swings the other way. And an entire inner city gospel choir goes from singing and clapping to screaming as they are covered in my vomit. Um, And and again, the the ride swings back up and I can see I've thrown up on like the handlebars in front of me. Uh, (laughs) Like I can watch all slippery. Yeah. I like I'm watching it drip off of these handles and and I'll be goddamned. Not a single drop of this hits me. I Just get off raise that, everybody else. I soaked the entire ride. I get off fucking Scott clean. And fucking like, whoop. Okay. As far uh, as I'm concerned, that's a highlight. Yeah. 
Yeah, it made for a very long day. That was the first 20 minutes. We Anyone were who's willing to join a gospel choir group deserves puke on them. <laughs> well, frankly, I, I, put the, I put it partly on them for changing the tone of the experience. It became very, very right. scary. Yeah, I wound up. I wound up sleeping on benches until I got my head straight enough where I went back out to the car and like took off oh. my socks and shoes and like switched to sandals. Oh, that's like, a, that's another like, oh, thing with psychedelics. Oh. When you get too fucked up on them, you start what? taking clothes off. Well, you need to. It's restricting. It makes you feel like I said, like that harness clipping on. Man, once once they strapped me in, I couldn't breathe. It was instant panic. So it's like I once I got the shoes off and put on sandals, it was like, oh shit. Smoked a hitter in the parking lot, little beastie boys. I was went back into the park and to to bring the story around <laughs> to the point uh we, we started at, I, I took one of those virtual reality rides, like 4D, like Oh my, that's probably amazing. To the moon. Oh my oh, god. You probably thought you were in that shit. I did. I was <laughs> Shane, oh. like, we're dodging asteroids. I'm like, fuck, we're going to die out here. If that breaches the hull, oh, we can, we will lose pressure. And there goes the oxygen. Yeah, you're looking, you're yelling at the people in there, like, fucking do your goddamn job. We're in the fuck, <laughs> we're in this shit. Who's piloting? Luckily, the dudes next to me were pretty cool. So that was, <clears throat> that was nice. The one time I took a ridiculous amount of shrooms, like a heroic dose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i basically blacked out on him but like when i came to like fully like could understand what was going on all of a sudden i was just in my boxers i was like what the fuck <laughs> and was, i'm holding a fan it was hot and my buddy's like you had a bad trip didn't you i was like i don't know what the fuck happened what are you talking about i just came to like i was in my boxers out of nowhere oh it was hot and my shirt was fucking choking me real yeah. slowly I was like, lucky I didn't get completely naked in that shit. Oh, yeah. I used to have specific tripping attire. I had uh, a big Cypress Hill, um, like, hockey jersey. Oh, yeah. The, that mesh, and it had big open arms, and it was fun. Yeah, I used to, uh, basically, half of get the Get a lot of airflow. Yeah, if you ever see pictures of me wearing that, there's a 50% chance that I am on some variety of hallucinogenic, as it was... If I knew I was tripping, I packed that fucking shirt or I wore it out. It was like, nope, I need to breathe, man. I think I actually wore it that day. Oh, I mean, I remember a few times, but there was a certain time where I took shrooms. I went to the bar and all of a sudden you just, I've probably said this before. You just notice everything what's wrong with people's faces. <laughs> and it made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh God. Like I'd see someone in their forehead was big. I was like, Jesus Christ. I just started right. dying. I'm like, I need to go home. Like I, mean, I can't, I'm just going to gonna a, fucking laugh. Went to a Raven Madison years ago. And it was me and a couple people from town went up, but we went there to find hallucinogenics, which we did. And um, as they were starting to kick in, exactly what you're saying i'm looking at their faces going oh my god and i'm starting to panic because a i'm driving us and b i'm like is this you know is everybody like is this me is this kicking in and uh there was another dude from lancaster originally who was there and i ran into him and he wasn't he wasn't on anything he's just hanging out at the rave smoking a cigarette and he just looked around and calmly said 
there's a lot of ugly motherfuckers here. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you. That's like, I that... can function now. Oh, 